0: How are you getting on? How are you getting on? Are you alright? You can talk back to me. Just take the red wire and the blue wire in your headphones and turn back. Oh hi We're getting to Hi oh you okay? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no. Do you ever have do you ever have um People always ask if you're okay and it's never. It's just it's all that's exactly when that's almost like the trigger to break. Do you ever have that? We were in school. And like you get fucking the ball, football pelted at your face, you know, like full force in the face, you know, and it, yeah, that's it makes that sound off your face, like, <laughs> off, that's the sound it makes off your face. It's like, oh, hey, whoa, 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 whoa. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and you're just trying to keep, you're just trying to keep your composure. You're just like, I'm just gonna tag out it, you know? and someone else jumps in for you. And uh, you're just leaving. You're just trying to leave with your fucking dignity. You're grabbing your coat and your bag, and look. Like, and then someone just on the way out, best intentions in the world, but they just grab you. Here, 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 man, are you all right? You turn into a Tuscan Raider. There's nothing like that. That feeling, you know. You can only get it. Because it's like a football is not like a punch. You're fine. You're fine. But you have a flatter, much flatter face. You know? Just full force to the face. And your face, you know, it's so hard that your face turns into like a dubstep track. Whoa. 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 Do you know when a football hits your face? Is what I'm talking about. Uh, anyway, look, you're actually—if you're in a mood, you're going to get over, right? Because this is a fun. Uh, this is a fun podcast. This podcast is uh, from my Patreon podcast. Um, as you might know, I do a extra podcast every single Friday, including one full movie review uh, once a month. Um, And I put them out every Friday on Patreon. And this is one that I put out a month ago. Got some good feedback. I think you might enjoy it. Two reasons I'm putting this out now. One, because of the bloody lockdown. Me, on Martin, you bloody bin bag. Um, It means that I have to limit the time that I can get into the studio. I'll figure it out by next week. It just kind of caught me off guard over the weekend. And secondly, gives you a bit of a taster. Means that every couple of months, I can just show you what you can get over on the Patreon. Helps me. Generate more people to actually listen to that so I can make more podcasts. It's just how the system works. Included in this is a QA. It's a Q&A pod where I'm spilling more tea than Mrs. Doyle on a horse. So uh, you can enjoy that. And it also includes my world famous Lick Out Masterclass. So hey, what's not to love there? So um, I love you. If you're a Patreon subscriber, I'll speak to you on Friday. Uh, alternatively, see you, in tea. see you next Tuesday. Enjoy this QA pod. Of the bonus Cantwell shit show. All right. How are you getting on? Oh my God, how are you? How are you getting on? You look fabulous. <laughs> you're going to make a boy blush. You're going to make a little boy. Don't you make this little boy blush. <laughs> Don't make me blush. Because you're making me blush. You look so great. You look great. And let me tell you this you are amazing. You actually are amazing. You're okay. Let me list off the things that are great about you, right? You have a lot of amazing interests. Um, you've got great opinions on them. My one, my one criticism is you maybe could speak about them a bit more because you've so much to say you really do have so much to say so and I don't and look this is me actually talking to you I'm not looking in the mirror here right um you're you're really interesting you have really amazing interests right you've great opinions my only thing is that you don't maybe express them as much as you should because I think that you're you deserve to uh you're you're fucking gorgeous you are such a hunk and you're also so beautiful and pretty you know depending on what how you want that to sit with you you are one of those things you're fucking unreal and you have such a good style. And I know you think that it's a weird style or, not, you know, it's it doesn't look exactly how you kind of want it to look. But you're fucking rocking it. You are. And know that right now that the style you have is not until you can get the clothes that you want. It's the style now that you have. And it looks great. It looks really, really good. If I saw you walking down the street, I know we don't know each other now well. I'd be like, excuse me, I'm a street photographer. Can I take a picture of you? And, would you, and you have lovely legs. I'd love to photograph them as well. You do actually have lovely legs. I see that going for you as well. Um, you, you know, maybe they don't tell you enough, but all your friends think you're fucking unreal and they think you're gas. You actually, they actually think you're really, really funny. Um, they were actually, they were actually just laughing about something you said there uh, the other day. Ah, I don't remember what it was, but it was something really interesting that you said. Honestly, you're fucking unreal. And I tell you this, <clears throat> I'm obviously spoken for, but if i was 20 years younger i would entrap you for being a pedophile you nonce you little nonce i'm assuming i'm assuming that you know assuming you're not uh, 14 you know i often because i because i because i uh, met uh, my first meet um at the age um, at the age of <clears throat> maybe I was 16 16 first 16 um you know, it's kind of still, it's still within, you know, Little Richard's, um, you know, interpretation of a of a, of a a woman. You know what I mean? Um, you know, it's just shy of the Beatles. She was just 17, if you know what I mean. You know what I mean? So it's 16. So, but, you know, people who go to the Gale Talk, they score and they're 11, you know. So, yeah, I, I often ask people, you know, how old was the, how old was the first person you scored? And like i don't know, twelve, like you fucking nonce. I, I can safely say, I've never scored anyone under the age of sixteen. And actually, most of the people I've scored have been over the age of eighteen. Actually, most of the people I score are in their thirties now. So, you know, um, so I'm not, uh, you know, I'm not a. Get off my fucking back here. I'm talking. We're, look, we're talking about you. And let me tell you this: you are an incredible. Handsome, all but also pretty, strong. Um, you're a strong presence. You light up a room. You really do. I know sometimes you think you might want to disappear down the fucking back of the couch, but you don't. You're 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 you honestly light up a room, um, and um, you're just you are a cuddly, generous, tasty, androgynous, cuddly bear who buys me a pint every single month. And even if you weren't. Even if you didn't do that for me, I'd still think you're absolutely sensational. So there, sit there. Sorry, I was just uh, looking in the mirror. <laughs> no, I'm talking to you, right? Shake away your litmus tests. Sha- what am I talking about? <laughs> shake away, yeah, shake away your. What I? I've already, I've already said enough. How are you though? How are you do? Are you doing you well? You will. How are you? How is your granny for slack? Hi, are you sleeping okay? Are you sleeping okay? I'm waking up every hour. He's, um, ooh, he's re- he's regressed. He was a little Raichu and he's, bloop, back down to a little Pikachu. He has, he's, he's, my boy's um waking up every, every, every fucking hour. And, you know, um, that's fine because I can sleep through most of it until Terry's like, can you believe he's awake again? No, I actually couldn't believe that until you had told me about it. Um, but he's not going to break us. He's not going to fucking break us, right? We're strong. Me and Terry are there laying by the crib just singing Something inside so strong I know that I can make it But you're doing me wrong so wrong We're just, you know, the higher you build your barrier, the taller I become. You're not going to fucking break us, right? We fucking made you. And also, we invited you. Every single, every little thing you do is our fault. Everything you do is our fault. So it's all totally on us. Um, so I can't complain. I can't complain because my wife doesn't. You know, that's the rule of being a partner. Um. so come here to me Um. I'm the new I'm the new hot uh, boy in class and I have been passing a couple of messages out and saying do you like me ask me anything about myself you can ask me anything I love answering questions about myself can you believe that I feel I am a pioneer in being an absolute self-obsessed <laughs> uh, egomaniac egomaniac podcaster I feel like a lot of people doing it now but they're kind of like oh no like you know Oh, for the greater good. And, you know, oh, well, look, uh, you know, someone has to, you know, like, um, give me the fucking attention now before I fucking tap dance and cry about my parents' divorce. Do you know what I mean? I will fucking freak if you don't give me attention right now. Everyone else needs to be as honest about it as I am. That's what I'm fucking thinking. I'm getting very big for my fucking boots after this espresso. But I asked you to ask me some questions about myself. and um, And I believe you did. And I'm here to answer them. Hey, look, so, uh, TC here to spill the tea. L- I've been, look, I'm here to spill more tea than Mrs. Doyle getting rogered by Pat Mustard. I'm here to fucking, ah, that's awful. That is awful. Um, You know, uh, anyway, I'm here to spill the tea, um, spilling more tea than a bloody, uh, than a bloody uh, waitress uh, at Bewley's on a rollover, <laughs> you know. Um. Well, whatever you know. I have. another one when uh, I. remember I said a at a turnip for the books, joke. Um. Well, I tell you, I'd uh, I fucking forgot it now. I I'd used the the phrase turnip for the books, and I'd had a little uh, put a little Tony totally Cowell kind of spin on it there. I can't remember what it was. What was it? It was. Um. I tell you, it was like trading a bloody root vegetable at the at the farmers market library. It was a turnip for the books. <laughs> anyway, look, I don't know. I'm <laughs> anyway. How are you doing? Anyway, no, we're not talking about that. Anyway, here is the podcast. Welcome to the b- 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 bonus Cantwell shit show Q and A pod. It's Tony Cantwell shit show. Ah, lovely stuff there. Tristan Carroll, the official music man. I come from far away. What do you play? And this is the first question. I put out the feelers. I'm a little creepy. <laughs> a little creepy crony putting out the feeler. I put out the feelers uh, and asked you to ask me questions. I want you to ask me anything. Um, and you did through the Patreon uh, through the Close Friends group on Instagram. If you are currently listening to this and you've not been added to the Close Friends group on Instagram through the Patreon, please do message me. I don't update it as much as I'd like because I, I, you know, I feel like this is, the, you know... <laughs> what, what? I feel like the podcast now is my bucket of ideas, okay? The social media, it's kind of, you know, sometimes spread out onto that. But I feel like for the most part... Had I also just focused on one, you know, YouTube channel when I was 20, you know, I'd probably have, you know, that would be my bucket, you know, all the ideas would go into the bucket. It'd be sketches, it'd be web series, it'd be TV shows, it'd be sit down vlogs, it'd be a podcast to the camera and stuff like that. It could all do in the one bucket. But a lot of the time we just spread it all out, you know, whether it's Facebook videos, Instagram videos, Instagram stories, reels. TikToks and finding the best format for that is sometimes confusing. So I found with the podcast that can be the one bucket to rule them all, and that's where you can find it. You know, um, but having said that, so, so so you know what I'm saying here is that I don't necessarily update Instagram as much as I used to. Now that I have the output of the podcast, I feel it's a more comfortable medium. But hey, I'm a I'm a sketchman. So I do like to do the odd sketch on. Uh, what am I fucking talking about? Anyway, listen, come here to me. Um, Tristan Carroll, the official music man, asked a question which had one of the highest voted uh, things likes on the Patreon, and it was. Oh, sorry, knocked the mic there, bloody. Knock the, it was like, uh, it was like fucking uh, Buster fucking Douglas. Uh, knocked the mic. <laughs> you can call me Buster Douglas because I'm after to to knock on the mic. <laughs> That's really good. Um, I'm fucking, I think I'm actually becoming too much of a fan of myself. I don't need to fucking rain, Like, it's Gary. A Gary Lay Dormant is, you know. Um, <clears throat> anyway, Tristan Carroll says, I know I'm the official music man and I come from far away, but what is that actually from? I've been too embarrassed to ask, but I feel Patreon is a safe space. Tristan. You fucking Lula, I do you a fucking favour by fucking talking about... No, no. Um, You've done me a massive favour by providing all the theme songs in. Um, the official Music Man... Um, so there's a song, it's like a children's song. I am the Music Man, I come from... It's actually, I think I come from Down Your Way. What do I play... I play piano, pia pia piano, piano piano pia pia piano, pia piano. Pia, 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 pia. I'll play it for you here. Here we go. Um, this is a DJ Otzi Junior. Remember DJ Otzi? He did. Um, I wanna know if you'll be my girl. The dance version. Hey baby. Here we go. Night. I play piano He sings my Piano, piano, piano Piano, piano, piano line um, Yeah, P-a-m, that's the music man Don't you know children's songs? I tell you, there's this thing He's too young for it now But there's this thing called uh, on YouTube If you have kids, you probably know about this Little Baby Bomb Little baby bum. <laughs> it's little baby bum. Which they should never be allowed to say because that's rude. Little baby's fucking ass. Um, little baby bum. And it's all um and I tell you, the fucking kids love obviously Baby Shark. And they have twenty thousand different versions of Baby Shark, but they also have they're all like nursery rhymes. And I remember watching it, my nephew. We watched it one time I was fucking hanging out my fucking and we were babysitting him and um, he's not supposed he wasn't actually supposed to be watching screens but we just put it on we're like whatever just fucking put this on and we watched probably like 20 thousand wheels on the bus like there's so many volumes on it on this little baby bum, and it seems to almost be like it's procedurally generated by Russian bots at one stage because then it goes the vampire on the bus must put out the fire and it's like this fucking vampire in a fire department putting out the bus it's gone so far from the wheels on the bus because it goes you know the standards like wheels on the bus go right and you know the you know the postman on the bus goes to post 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 or whatever it can be at right I might try I might find myself passively aggressively saying, you know to my son, you know, the mammy on the bus goes nag nag, nag, wrecks Daddy's head, makes him want to leave, you know, like I might be able to do that and just get it you know in there you know the baby on the bus goes out the window, you know, and be able to like get it in the in the head, you know, just just you know. Louise Woodward's on the bus, <laughs> hide your kids. Um, you know, something like that, you know, just to, you know, get in there. But they, honestly, like they, they've come up with every single idea, um, um, every single possible idea uh, is, is, is in this. Little baby bomb. And that's how they say it. So there you go, Tristan. There you are. I am the music man. I come from far away. What do you play? What do you play? I play the pussy I slide. up outside. Speaking of which, I got a question here from Weezio. Weezio. <laughs> What does it take to become a lookout master? He says, can you share your top tips? Now, this is an example of a question or just indeed a life situation for me where I'm this is just a thing where this can't be real, where I'm living in a world where I have. This is where like Elon Musk pulls me out of my VR simulation and he's like, did you enjoy your simulation where you were a uh where you were a full-time employed podcaster and people thought you were an expert at giving lookouts, like, that's just, you know, take me back, Elon, plug me back in, you know? This is, I cannot believe my life. Well, let me tell you this, Weasio. When you become a lookout master, do you know what, actually, let's get a bit of, let's get some, um, let's get some chill music here. Talking to yourselves there for a second. Um, all right, Weasio. You want to, know how to be a fucking leg out master? Here we fucking go. Classes is in session. All right, everyone, fucking sit your ass down. Now I just want to say one thing to you guys. Take a look to the person on your left. Take a look to the person on your right. Not everyone will fucking make it. It takes hard fucking graft to be a leg out master. And if you guys are in here for the wrong reason, guys and girls, are in here for the wrong reason and envies. Then I want you to tell me right now, if you are not here for the sole purpose of delivering ecstasy to that front bottom, then there's the fucking door. You can walk out. You can walk out right now if you're not here for the right reasons, right? If you're here because you kind of want, because you kind of wish she would do something for you and get the fuck out, you got to expect nothing. You have to expect nothing and you need to fucking love it if you're not the sort of person who goes to an aquarium sees a jellyfish that kind of looks like a pussy and starts salivating if you're not that person then you can also walk out that fucking fucking door if you don't go to uh, the fucking green greenhouse or the botanical gardens and see a flower that kind of looks like a fanny and want to kiss it then you can also walk the fuck out in the fucking cold. Get out there. If you don't want to go down on most things, if a trifle looks hot to you, then you're in the right room, okay? And you don't just become a fucking lickout master. You don't just get your L play and then you can start speeding through red lights like yours truly, right? Acting like an ambulance or a guard a car, right? You gotta fucking earn it, okay? You will have to start off by earning your status as lickout journeyman, right? And then you'll go to Lickout uh, Squire, right? Then Lickout Knight, and then Lickout Master. I have yet to achieve the status of the fifth Lickout God. I'm hoping in my 60s, my wife might roll over and say, you did it, baby, you fucking did it. And give me my fucking black belt. But until that day, I'm happy to wait and be a lick out Master because I put my fucking work in. And I tell you what the first, before you even go near a f- f- fanny. I got this shy there before you can go near Fanny i tell you what you need to fucking do you need to go sit down go to fucking Eddie Rockets get some chicken wings and let me tell you this if you leave a fucking dollop of meat on that bone you can also walk out that fucking door because i got no fucking time for you right? if you're not in it to be like a fucking cartoon cat putting the fish in and oh boom nothing but bone then you don't deserve to even start it with a vul- vul- vulva Alright? And it isn't just about... I I, I can teach you techniques. I could say concentric circles this. Spell out names this. Write cryptic clues with your fucking mouth cock. But I'm not fucking... (laughs) But it's not about that. It's about playing fucking jazz. It's like fucking painting the fucking... Painting the Pieta. And you might think that was a marble statue of Christ. That's what I'm talking about. 3D... Oil painting. That's what we're talking about. You need to have a good understanding of colors. You need to have a good understanding of 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 um of viscosities. I'm not, gonna, I'm not gonna fucking beat around the bush, and you're not beating around a single bush until you show me that you can devour them chicken wings. And until then, and to be honest, to be honest, until then, I don't even want to be having this conversation. Right? You're not ready. You're not ready. You've shown me that you're not ready. You've shown me that you're not ready. Okay. That's what it takes to be a lick out master. Okay. Show me what you do with the bones, and then we'll look. I mean you're fucking you've upset me now. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you exit a bit. You don't know how to exit. Anyway, here we go. Uh next up, while we're on the topic of sex, um Evan Kenny asks Top ten fuckable Disney animals, what is my life? What is my life? <laughs> um Evan I saw this was highly voted, so I wanted to address it on the Patreon because there was also someone underneath who said, "I think this needs to be a two-parter." I one hundred percent agree. In fact, I think I need to devote an entire month, maybe even the month of November, an entire month to uh, to to the, the bracket of most fuckable Disney animals. The, the only difficulty, actually, maybe you can help me with this, is finding a good list of the mo- like the top thirty because you got some fucking blow-ins and stuff like that. I want to get like the hot ones from the aristocrats cats. I want to get like Robin Hood. I want to get hey throw the fucking cat in from Pinocchio, you know? This is fucking just get them all in one little um table and I'll either do a ranking or I'll do um or I'll do a, a kind of a tournament, you know? And maybe I'll talk about kind of date that I might go on with this Disney animal, how I think they might, you know, what kind of date I think they would be. You know what I mean? Maybe, maybe, you know, maybe I might even look to marry one. Maybe I might even look. Maybe it's not even most fuckable. Maybe maybe fuckable, you know, because you got to have some level of romance in there if you want to have a good marriage. You know, so I think I want to come to what what Disney animal, you know, would I would I marry to get the whole package? You know, so maybe we'll, we'll 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 look at that. Um, Joe Holohan asks, what's the worst purchase you've ever made? Um, Joe, I would have to say that the worst, the dumbest purchase uh, I ever made, I, I I, tend, I had a bad history there um, of betting on the wrong tech, right? Um, normally, I'm on the right side of tech, you know, but I had, a, I had a habit there of betting on the wrong side of tech. I got a Sega Dreamcast when I probably should have got a PlayStation 2. Ended up getting a PlayStation 2 as well, you know? Um, you know, uh, and, but the, the worst one was probably, I think from when I was like, maybe 18, maybe my 18th, maybe my 21st, maybe my 21st, um, I was given money to get a, uh, I wanted to get a mini disc player, right? I wanted to get a mini disc, mini discs, if you're too old, if you're too old, oh my God, it's so, useless. you don't want people to fucking react to being like, oh my God, you don't know, talking to like a 12 year old, you don't know who Beyonce is. You don't know who Paul McCartney is. Oh my God, that is so fucking sick. You make me feel fucking sick. This kid's like, I don't know what the fuck you're talking about here, man. You don't even know what fucking TikTok is. Like, don't be fucking talking to me here. You don't know who Paul McCartney is. You don't know who Isaac Newton is. You know, people freaking out. Um, But whatever. Why would they know? They're a child. And what they're into is something different than you. Oh my God, you don't know. Fucking condescending shits children are the future anyway um so i went in to get a mini disc mini discs were basically they were before mp3 players right it was after the the discman so you had the walkman the sony walkman right putting a tape walking around listening to your tapes right then you had the discman right constantly fucking skipping today is the great you know Always skipping shit, right? So something that was kind of like the unskippable discman was the mini disc, right? And they literally looked like tiny floppy discs, CD-ROMs, right? You probably still see it when you have the icon for save on your on your computer, and it just it looks like people don't know what the fuck that is. In fact, people f- didn't know what a floppy disk was, and they thought it was something else. I can't remember what it was. On, what what do people think? People think the floppy disk icon is? Yeah, there was a there was a. There was a tweet, a viral tweet where someone said, I feel really old. Some kid just asked me why I I 3D printed the save icon, which was a floppy disk. Um, So these were like tiny little disks. And the benefit was you could probably load more songs than you'd find on an album. But it would be like, you know, 15, like maybe 30 songs, maybe 50 songs. Um, And then you could get more advanced mini disks that could have like one gigabyte discs and you can have like you know so i went in to get this mini disc player at 300 euro right uh was it euro yeah it would have been euro 300 euro uh, it wouldn't have been pounds because then i would have been 14 uh 300 euro and i went into curry's and i said to the guy yeah can i get a mini disc player and he goes like i don't want to interfere here man but uh just let you know like these are going to be obsolete in a about two months. What you, what I recommend you get is this thing called an iPod, right? And what you can do is i like, can put a thousand songs on it. So rather than you having to swap these discs, and I'm like, mate, don't be fucking getting cheeky with me now. Don't be getting cheeky. Me. Look, look, and I, I, I shit, I smacked, smacked the cash in his face. I said, you dirty little fucker. Now here, get me my fucking mini disc. Here, here. Here's fucking daddy. Here's daddy. Look, hey, customers always fucking right. So that's what I said. And I fucking threw the cash in his face, Smash it in his face. I said, like, Give me a fucking give me the give me the biggest mini disc player you have. And he's like, All right, fine. And I kinda regret uh, I kinda regret <laughs> I kinda regret that because he um you know, he was fucking dead right. And now those original iPods, which my friend Claire had hers for like twenty years, and it just looked great. Just a big, thick, dense bit of tech first-generation iPod that are now being sold for €12,000. So, yeah, I probably should have gone with the iPod. I should have followed what your man said rather than being cheeky with him, you know? You know? I shouldn't have been like, hey, actually, do you know what, dickhead? Rather than me have a thousand of my favorite songs, probably the only songs that I have because I didn't have many albums, rather than have all of my music library on this one thing, I want to have to fucking burn everything onto a single disc and then swap my discs and then not even be able to put in the titles for the songs, but have to manually type them in one by one with a little fucking tiny rotating disc on this fucking mini-disc player on a screen that's the size of my fucking thumb. That's what I fucking want. So there here you fucking go. Give me a mini, mini-disc player. Um, so yeah, I probably should have gone with, with, an, with an iPod. Um, But a few things popped to mind uh, with that question. Not that I regret buying them, but, um, but I remember there was a couple of big impulse buys that I was a bit, you know, a bit on the fence. But I remember one time I went into town. And I was meant to get, like, I, whenever I had, like, a big wad of cash, I would just do something fucking stupid with it, you know? Like, I remember one time I had, like, I had, my mom sent me in to get on my. She's like, right, you're, you're older now, right? You can, you're an old boy now, right? You're a teenager. I'm not going to bring you into fucking lifestyle to get you a Diodora tracksuit anymore. You can buy your own clothes, right? So she just gave me a couple of hundred quid uh, to give me clothes. And I went in uh, and I bought a PSP and I came home with a fucking PSP. Uh, <laughs> and, um,. Metal Gear Solid Portable Ops um, and it never sat with me. I, I felt I, I felt and I, I played it a little bit, but I was like, I never wanted I never, you know, I'm having a really good kind of home console experience before the switch. I didn't really give a shit about portable gaming, you know, um, but I didn't and I came home. I had fucking nothing. I'm still wearing the fucking, you know, my trousers up to me shins, you know. And you know, big worn out trainers. Man, I was like, fuck's sake. Another time, my mum went away for a week and she left me like 100 euro for a shop. And then she came home and there was nothing in the house but cocoa noodles. And she found me in the sitting room, emaciated, playing uh, a brand new rock band, the whole rock band, band in a box kit. You know, playing Beatles rock band, <laughs> playing the drums and the guitar. You know, because the world is on, it blows my, you know, just eating nothing but, 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 um, Cocoa Noodles. Let me tell you the fucking worst one of them, right? Remember bought DJ Hero? and It was like 70 quid. DJ Hero. I'm like, this is the new one, man. This is the one. This is the more adult one because, we're, you know, we're getting into fucking dance, we love dance music, man. And this is all crazy mashups and all. So I DJ Hero, which is big, massive plastic decks. It's like the big plastic peripherals that you'd have a rock band or Guitar Hero and all them. Um big massive DJ decks and then I played it once and I'm like I don't know any of these songs this is all mashups I'm not mad into any of these there was no replayability whatsoever big massive decks you know it's not like you could download new songs it was just a fucking waste and then I remember trying to like turn it into like a makeshift ta- table because it was so big and I had like legs but then whenever you put a drink on it it would just fucking spin around and spill so it was shy so that was a silly billy um, uh, expenditure on on my on my part and um, Next up, Jack Gleeson. Basic Q. Hey, don't put your side, hey Jack. Don't put fucking boy. Don't you fucking talk to. Hey, I love you. I don't want anyone talking to you like that, right? Especially you. Basic Q. But favorite Simpsons character. This has been asked a couple of times, and I don't know. Like uh, it changes, you know. Um, like uh, I think I would have said Lenny for a while, you know. Um, but. I don't know, recently I've been uh, been back. I kind of was on Kirk Van Houten for a while. He was my favourite for a while, but I'm back on him. I realised with Kirk, Kirk Van Houten, Milhouse's dad, has just, for how little he appears, just some of the d- most densely hilarious, you know, obviously the whole episode with the Can I Borrow a Feeling when Milhouse's parents get divorced. Um, but even like small bits where like, you know, they get the revitalising tonic and <laughs> they buy Milhouse... A tent so he can sleep out in the backyard because they want to get the ride, and the and is like now I can sleep in the yard. And then Kirk goes, "Yep, yeah, every single night." And just lines like that. That's when they're together. But then as well, the one where Marge is the episode where Marge is like a, a a realtor, real estate agent, and Homer gets Snake's car, the convertible, the Mustang or whatever it is, and then Snake sets up like this trip wire to cut off his head when he's driving down the convertible. <laughs> it's just Kirk driving down and holds up. Hold him a fucking roll, like I told that idiot to slice my sandwich, and just fucking cuts off his arm. Ow! Just, just that. I just, I just think for how little he appears, he 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 always always delivers. Um, so I would have to say at the moment, Kirk Van Houten is my favorite. Additional, I mean, obviously Homer's the best character. Um, what else? So David Gavigan says, what's your funniest childhood memory? But unfortunately, that did not get enough upvotes. But his comment underneath did. That said, and also just to say uh, thank huge thank you for the pods over the last few months. I'm currently based in Melbourne, have been in lockdown for almost five months uh, now. Your podcasts have been a ray of sunshine on an otherwise shite year. Keep up the good work, man. David, that means a lot. Thank you very much. I'm not reading that to toot, toot myself. I'm saying that to say thank you very much for your very kind message, and that did get a lot of upvotes. Um, and I know what it's like, man. I mean, when I was living when I was living in London, not that I got you know locked down, but I definitely got homesick and having things and having Irish media. I mean, the amount of times. We would just it would just roll into fucking four o'clock in the morning and then you have the 24-hour offos, you'd go out for another bag of cans and then just put on Riverdance, you know, put on the whole Eurovision 1994 thing just to feel like you have some connection to home. Just going into pubs, ordering Guinness that you know is going to be shy just so you can complain about it. You know, it's nice to feel home when you're away from home. Um, David says, thoughts on the new Batman trailer? And I'm going to fold this in as well to the question someone else asked me about what I think of pats. Robert Pattinson as the new Bruce Wayne, Batman. But before I get into that, right, this Batman thing reminded me, right, and I can say this because it's on the Patreon, it's not going to go too far, that I was doing a voiceover one time for some ad. I don't remember what it was for. I think it was for something where you get money back or something, cash back for something, and the kind of call to action was like, you can spend that money on yourself, you know what I mean? Not call to action, but, like, the whole message was take that money, treat yourself, do something nice for yourself, right? So it was me in the shower, you know, kind of singing the Batman theme song for whatever reason. Uh singing Me, 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 me. Uh, and I got chatting to the like one of the guys there and I was like, Do you not have to like pay for like the copyright for that for that ad? Um, you know, for using the Batman theme song. And he's like, Yeah, yeah, man. It's like actually loads of money. Like it's like, a, you know, a good couple of grand. I was like, What? A good like I couldn't f I just couldn't fathom how You know, you could have had, you could have had, and you could have had, I won't tell you the amount of money he said it was for, right? But for the amount of money he could have had fucking Robert De Niro do this ad, genuinely, like, it was such a a shocking amount of money. And I'm like, could you not have just written something that didn't require, like, that is just like, no, I have to have the official, you know, (laughs) like, you know. Like it's like royalties are very very expensive for music. Anyway, I just remember thinking that was um, thinking that was funny. I don't know if you find that funny, but that's, that, that that was funny. What do you think of new Batman trailer? Um, well, I tell you what, fifteen-year-old me was creaming his little uh, cargo shorts when I was hearing uh, Nirvana. Something in the way. I thought I was fucking unreal, and I was just, and also like the my first t- impression. My this this is how I was watching it. Right, my first impression was like, uh you know, I kind of enjoyed seeing the leaks. I like Robert, Robert Pattinson. I still haven't seen the lighthouse, um, but I will. That's on my list. And I haven't seen Tenet yet. Um, and I didn't see that other flick that he was in. That was meant to be great. The, the Safi brothers one. So like he's come back in a big way through these huge Well, Tenet He was been big for a while. Like he's been kind of keeping it low off the kind of franchise thing since twilight. um, But I need to see these flicks because from what I understand, he's incredible in them. And I love seeing a good performance. Um, so I was excited about seeing the leaks. I love Frank Miller's Batman Year One. I love Jeff Loeb, Tim Sales, The Long Halloween. Like, I love early Batman stories. And I like him kind of getting his ass kicked, not knowing the full consequences, not knowing how, you know, how to properly intimidate, not knowing why he needs to be able to instill fear. I love all that. I love him coming to terms with that. And there's some great stories in that. Batman Year One is just fucking, just a great standalone short. I think it's four episodes. It's a solid graphic novel if you're just if you even not a comic fan and you just want to pick it up and give it a read. Um, but so I was watching this and I was like, and so I was getting hyped on all the kind of leaks of Batman. And, you know, I'm like, yeah, you know, this is a new kind of Batman. There was talks of doing Batman year one for a long time. I think Matt Reeves is incredible. I love the Planet of the Apes trilogy. I love them. I think they're fantastic. I mean, they're fucking apes. Like the fact that they're a lot of them aren't even talking. And you're on side with this. Like the fact that you, the fact to have woven a story so well, you want to see humans die, that you want to see the apes rule. Like that's an incredible achievement. And it just looks fucking sensational. So what Matt Reeves did with that, I knew it was going to be in safe hands. And there was been a lot of talk saying, you're not even going to recognize this. We're doing some crazy things with Batman. And I'm excited about that. As I said previously on the podcast for Fergal, I really enjoyed the fact that they just took liberties with, with, uh, you know the Arkham series of like he kills the Joker and you know the consequences of him killing himself, revealing his identity and all this stuff. I'm I'm so up for them taking risks because we've kind of seen, you know, I don't know if we necessarily we say we've seen safe Batman. Anyway, watching the trailer, then after seeing all the things released and knowing that it's in safe hands, being a fan of Orpats, knowing that Colin Farrell's you know the Penguin, knowing that Paul Dano was the Riddler and Paul Dano was fucking incredible, you just know. You know, you just know it's going to be awesome, right? You just know it's going to be awesome. So I was watching it, and I'm like, "This just fucking looks like Gotham." Um, This and Andy Circus is fucking Alfred. You know how much I fucking love Andy Circus. So it's everything is pointing in the right direction. This should be great. You know, it's also a prequel, so they can take a few more liberties. And anyway, so I'm watching the trailer, and then you have Nirvana, and that's awesome. Um, I mean, I wasn't necessarily getting hyped for there he is. There's Batman. There's the Batmobile. I do think the Batmobile looks awesome. I was just kind of loving the fact that it looked like a fucking weird, twisted seven David Fincher um, thriller, you know. And I think that's it looked like a kind of small, close, intimate detective case. Um, and Batman looks like he's fucking brutal, kicks your man's fucking head in, and I thought that looked awesome. So I wasn't. It wasn't like must see. It wasn't like that. The, it wasn't like The Dark Knight. You know, but um, I I think it's I think it's gonna be great. I don't know how I don't know how to fuck it up. You know what I mean? I think it's in very safe hands, and I think DC need to make some big risks. And tell you, I'm excited about seeing the Snyder Cup of uh, the Justice League. You know, I'll just fucking I'll just fucking lap that shit up. If there was another take on it, I'll just fucking lap it up. So, um, yeah, that's my thoughts. That's my thoughts. Is uh, but I also kind of thought I don't know. I was also watching it thinking I'm not so ravenous for batman at the moment just for where i am you know i'm just not completely ravenous there was a reveal this is the last bit of batman if you're not into batman at all this is the last bit of batman but also they have that new gameplay reveal for like the next batman game that's kind of an arkham game but it's not based in the arkham universe where you play as robin nightwing um, red hood and and, and batgirl i don't know why warner brothers games who made batman Arkham Origins I don't know why they're messing with that and that's not in the Arkham universe especially given the fact that in this game Batman is dead he's exploded but yet that's exactly what happens at the end of Arkham Knight and that's not a continuation that's just messy to me I don't know why they're doing that I think that's dumb maybe Rock said he didn't want to give over the Arkham license or whatever like that but I don't know that just seems that just seems dumb um, anyway what else okay last last few here we're going to get a couple of uh, quick fire Instagram questions why am i talking like that i'm fucking talking like that uh quick fire instagram questions here we go luke bradley asks favorite jake gyllenhaal flicks best actor alive imho you know how much i love the gyllen he is he is i think he's awesome and i tell you some of the best flicks let me tell you some of the best flicks right just think about the variety of these flicks okay compared to a dicaprio no i'm always comparing them to dicaprio right And I think fucking Brad Pitt's better than DiCaprio in terms of just that variety and actually being able to deliver. I mean, Brad Pitt's cool across the board, right? But he's also like a different guy, you know? I I felt like Cliff Booth was a completely brand new character, you know? And, you know, I forget DiCaprio's... I forget DiCaprio's character in that as well in uh, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. He was very good in that. He was very good in that. But, you know, he's still... Still fucking DiCaprio, you know? And it isn't because he's so massive from Titanic, Okay? Jake Gyllenhaal, you might remember, was in a little known blockbuster called The Day After Tomorrow. Okay, so they're both, you know, but look at these flicks and just the variety in this. Right. Donnie Darko. Right. He's playing this twisted little kid. Right. Seeing things. He's almost like he's almost like childlike in his fascination for going down the rabbit hole with uh, Frank the Bunny in this. He's fucking phenomenal. I loved Donnie Darko growing up. It was one of my three DVDs I had with Cruel Intentions and Road Trip, right? So I loved it, watched it all the time. But he's just... How different he is in Donnie Darko and then Brokeback Mountain, where he just fucking... He's just... And I and I, I only appreciate that more now. I was watching on movie clips on YouTube, and I was watching, like... um. Just some of the clips from Brokeback Mountain. The dirtiest ones. No, I was watching some of the clips. And obviously Heath Ledger is one of the greatest actors that's ever lived. Imho, right? The fact that you can have um, Ennis or whatever his name is in Brokeback and then the Joker and have that be two completely different. We didn't even see the best of them. We didn't even see the best of them of what was to come, right? But even just those two to be able to do that. And the man's Australian. The guy's fucking Australian, do you know what I mean? So he's not really those people, do you know what I mean? Um, But that was just... There were two people who... So Jake Gyllenhaal kind of gets overshadowed. Everyone gets overshadowed because Heath Ledger is just, I cannot, this is like you're literally look like you're watching some documentary. This character is just so well developed and the ticks and the voice and and the way he carries himself. And the fact that this is a story that's told over 20 years, you know, from when they actually end up hooking up in the first time on a mountain then 20 years later where it's like, I wish I knew how to quit you, which don't forget is Jake Gyllenhaal's line, right? Heath Ledger gets a lot of attention. I, I wish I knew how to quit you with Jake Gyllenhaal's line, right? So that's hugely different from Donnie Darko. Nightcrawler, which I think is one of the greatest performances of any character ever, ever. I rewatched it there recently. It is just, he fucking knows who that character is. And I saw him talking about the Nightcrawler character. Nightcrawler is the film where he's basically like this kind of action news paparazzi basically when accidents happen or murders yet you know these people they're called crawlers are the first people on the scene in LA to kind of film it and then they sell it to the highest bidder uh, for morning news because of violence and all this kind of stuff sells so then he starts getting into twist situations where he wants to start kind of making his own news and it's kind of this really interesting thriller uh, and he's driving around and, and it was a really quick shoot and he said that some of his monologues were like three pages long so for the sake of just being able to remember them and get them out he had to sit, deliver them really really fast and really intensely so he knew his lines inside out and the way he talks in this his cadence in this is like nothing else it's the most fucking it's like I don't know I'm trying to just be as hyperbolic as possible he's fucking unreal in this he's fucking unreal in this flick but it's also so different from by Mountain and Donnie Darko Spider-Man Far From Home right I'm not saying it's his best performance ever but you get this is the variety you get out of him right you get you get the fact that he's playing a big brother and a charming big brother you're just like this guy's fucking awesome he's a big brother to Tom Holland in this you know Tony Stark is dead he shows up Quentin Beck you know he says he's from a different alternate dimension and then he's as Mysterio he's just this kind of like wiry fucking Facebook nerd do you know what I mean like as as well as, as, well as kind of being this kind of like cool kind of jockey brother and then also he's this kind of wild you know money grabbing villain as well and he's just fun and campy and he gives it a level of intensity that it doesn't necessarily have to have but he fucking delivers on it, and I tell you, a level of intensity he doesn't have to deliver on. Uh, prisoners, the one with Hugh Jackman, and he's in it and he plays a cop. He has these weird ticks, and he has his face that he does where he just can go from fucking where he's trying to keep up appearances, where he knows someone's involved in the crime. And he, if you look at the one where he's like, he knocks on the door of the guy he thinks has kidnapped the kid, right? And he's interviewing him, and he's looking, he's literally trying to fucking stare through his soul. It's the best acting with eyes I've ever seen since Pacino sees that his dad's been shot in The Godfather. He's like, they don't don't say if he's alive. And you see his fucking face change. And then that's where, you know, that's where Don Corleone, the new Don, comes. As soon as he sees that newspaper, he realizes he's fucking in. He's just in for the fucking whole lot. Um, Pacino. So I I think Jake Gyllenhaal is absolutely sensational. So thank you very much for that question, Luke Bradley. Um, Would you ever work with Woody Allen? Pete, you need to stop asking me this question. You need to st- stop asking me this question. Whatever work with Woody Allen, unless it was a, unless it was his story, unless it was a chance to be him and tell his side of the story, finally. <laughs> unless it was time to tell Woody's side of the story, right? And how he was actually... Uh, no, 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 I'm only messing. Quick one. Currently growing... Uh, this is e Feelin. 123 Currently growing my hair out, how do you maintain your mane? Wear a hat for two years. Um, And only wash your hair uh, at most uh, twice or, you know, maybe, maybe, you know, nine times a month. Um, Nine times a month. Does that make sense? Two, two, two. Yeah. Um, So we have another question here. I won't say the name of the person because you might be um, because you're talking about Maybe switching jobs So just in case Someone in your company Is is there But your question was Thinking of going From small company team lead To a head of department Am I a dope? Thanks You are not a dope You listen to me Listen to me now You're not a dope right? am not ever talking about You're not a dope um, if you're thinking of going for a promotion, then 100% go for it. If that's, if that's in line with your career goals, if that is where you want to go, if, if this is a thing where you think that you're not competent enough to do that, oh, get rid of that, mm, get rid of that, Gary, get rid of that, Gary, get rid of that, Gary says he now. get rid of that fucking Gary, he's telling you that. Um, so if that is something that is kind of in line with your career goals, where you want it, where you think you're not competent enough, I mean, how you get extraordinarily better at anything is by kind of be, throwing yourself in the deep end, you know? It's like anything like in a job where like going for a job that you that you think I tell you something that I that I thought was throwing myself in the deep end was two things. One was doing the Vodafone Comedy Festival, because up until that point, every gig that I'd done had been, you know, I'd sorted it out myself, I'd booked it all and I knew I knew it was people coming to see me. But then it was like, right, there's going to be actual other comedians there. There's going to be actual other comedians who are who've been doing this, who have built a fan base through getting up on stage every single um every single week for 10 years and then the the crowds have gotten bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger and they are here it's the Vodafone Comedy Festival to massive stage so they have the competence and the experience to be able to deliver on this um and I remember fucking bricking that but yeah and, and and doing the gig and it going and it going well or at least it going okay at least it at least at least getting you know Getting laughs, maybe not being the best gig. Well, some someone, someone were some of the best gigs. It's also just you know, if you show up on the day and you don't act like you're the person who shouldn't be there, then you probably get away with that. And then you are the person who's there. If you are the person who's in the job, then you're the, then you're the person in the job. And then everything is just totally based on a kind of task by task basis of how you perform. And if you perform to the level that's expected of you, then you deserve to be there. Do you know what I mean? You deserve to be there anyway. Do you know what I mean? Um, and then the other one was Kilkenny which was like kind of on a mixed bill of other comedians. And that's kind of like, you know, old guard of comedians. And I'm like, fuck, they're going to be like, fucking get this fucking Lula, get this fucking plume out of here. And, and it also just showed up on the day, he worked hard to make sure it was a good gig and that, you know, there weren't many holes in it and practice, practice, practice. You know, if you do feel you're not as competent, that there's a lot within your control to make yourself, you know, as learned up to the point of the role you need to be. I mean, also, you got fucking Google, you know what I mean? Like, there's not much you can go, like, even when I was a manager in sales, you can have a shot there, I mentioned I was in sales, you know, I got books about how to be a manager, you know, I, I, I you know, read uh, articles and sent them to other managers and we sent them to each other and we're like, what the fuck are we doing here, you know, um, like, how do we, how do we, how do, we, how do we, be, we be competent, how do we get the best out of people, how do we, how do we, how do we, exp- you know, explain information that people, you know, the, in, in a way that's supportive to get the right job out of people that we want, you know? Uh, and you, that information's there, you know? I mean, you, you what you want to do, you want to be ahead of the curve and be like, right, I'm a bit in the deep end here. This is exciting. I kind of feel like the kind of young scrappy one here kind of getting into this role that I might not be as comfortable for rather than someone saying, okay, look, you've been here long enough. Do you want to just fucking go to the next bit? Do you know what I mean? You, you want to, you know, fucking carve out your own path um so i would totally recommend doing that unless it is a case where this job means that it is going to be more responsibility uh it's for you know more responsibility for not much more money that's going to interfere with time that you can spend on other things that make you far happier if that's the case that's something you got to weigh up yourself but also what the fuck do i know um Let's see here. Can you do a series bake on The Sopranos? Um, well, I haven't done one. I haven't done one yet. I'm thinking I might call it Telly bake. I might do a little the odd Telly Bake. Um, and a whole series I would like to do. You know, I do like doing these kind of love ones and these kind of reality shows because normally they're like six episodes or something like that—six episodes or less—and it can kind of get through a whole series over the course of like you know an hour. The Sopranos, I suppose I could talk about a season or something like that or just talk about some of my favourite things from The Sopranos or just do a single episode of, like, The Pine Barrens or something like that, um, you know, and do some, try and look up some trivia and talk about that. Um, like, some of some of the favourite episodes. It's definitely something I want to consider. And The Sopranos probably, a few people have been asking ask me about The Sopranos. Maybe I will, maybe I'll do that. That's a good shout. Um, what else we got here? Eh... Uh... Uh, Stan Wassel. Stan Wassel. How you doing, bro? Uh, Babu Frick or Baby Yoda. Who's cooler? Uh, Babu Frick is the, is not the same, is is just, Babu Frick is like, Babu Frick is like the sprinkles of bacon on a fucking shite salad. But I would not say that, you know, it is just fine. You know what I mean? It's like, There's some respite to this. It is Babu Frick is the chorizo, the the chorizo tossed in with the Brussels sprouts. Do you know what I mean? Um, And so it's fine. But Baby Yoda is a fucking filet mignon, man. Bab, you know uh, Baby Yoda, Baby Yoda. They just fucking got it. They get it. And I don't. I mean, this is how much I love Baby Yoda, right? That I do not mind the fact that I'm being duped. I do not mind the fact that you've literally taken Gizmo, the per- the person I probably love as much as my wife. As I, like I love watching Gremlins. I loved Gizmo so much. I didn't want anything to happen to Gizmo. I had a Gizmo teddy, and I loved it so much. I love Gizmo, and this is just Gizmo, right? Except bigger eyes, bigger black cute eyes, little tiny hands, drinks little, drinks little broth. You know, I love it. Now, I know with Season 2 we're going to end up hating Baby Yoda. Something's going to happen, right? Unless they figure out how to up the ante. Apparently, Fergal was telling me that they um, that they filmed this whole thing in record time, that they filmed The Mandalorian in a ridiculous amount of time. So um, maybe Season 2 went off without a hitch. I think it's in very safe hands with Dave Filoni and Jon Favreau, especially Dave Filoni. Dave is a man who gets Star Wars better than George Lucas. He's an unbelievable super fan and it's fantastic that... Um, that he's had such an integral role now in in these in, in, in the Mandalorian. Um can't believe I'm answering this question like so fucking seriously. Uh, I think baby Yoda's fucking unreal. I love it. and I love that I'm being duped. I love that it's just this is just have your fucking cuteness, you fucking moron. Let me stuff this cuteness down your fucking fat throat, you pig. You know? And I'm like, yeah, give it to me. You know what I mean? <laughs> um next up, rank. Con Air, Face Off, The Rock and Snake Eyes I've actually not seen Snake Eyes Maybe a movie bacon that. Nah. But Con Air, Face Off and The Rock This is an excellent question Dastardly Dollar Doyle Excellent question um, I would have to say I actually think Up and actually well, I'm gonna say actually One more time Up until recently uh, I would have said Face Off was one of the best It's actually quite boring there's a lot of there's a lot of boring moments in it. Uh, it's hammy as fuck. I think it's one of John Travolta's best villain performances. He's fucking brilliant. And what's that word in Broken Arrow? That's a fucking whopper film, and he's a great villain in that. He's he really is like just chewing the scenery in that. Might rewatch that as well. Um, Con Air is one of my favorite films of all time. Probably my top ten films of all time. So Con Air is number one. Then The Rock, and then Face Off. Um, the Rock is an excellent film and Sean Connery's is, is on it and Ed Harris like they just they, they don't need to be that good actors as they are they're sensational um snake guys I've never seen great show I'll give that a watch um Zara Malloy asks an important question when do you think the live shows will be going ahead again um I think the live shows will be happening uh, in February and March uh it will they'll be rescheduled the sugar club shows will be then. Um, and the uh, all the other ones, all the other M50 ones, the uh, the, the 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 Spirit Store, the um, the Driocht, um, and the rest uh, out they'll all be February and March, hopefully, hopefully, if we can get the same capacity. I just want to get everyone in the room. I really like I really like the I really like the the size of them, uh, the size of the rooms, and having that many people in. You know, where it doesn't have to have people spread out. I'm apprehensive about having a big room sparsely filled. Um, I just don't think, you know, you just want to fucking go in there, you want to have a couple of drinks, and you want to be in there where you're sitting next to your mates. Do you know what I mean? Um, I've yet to do live comedy. Uh, I haven't done fucking live comedy in months. Um, so it's, um, so yeah, I, I, don't know, I don't know what it'd be like spread out. I don't know what it'd be like spread out. So. Um, but there will probably be some live podcasts in smaller venues, 50-seater um, venues, uh, 60 Cedar venues. Um, hopefully a handful of them just in the podcast form, maybe having a guest on, having a topic, talking about the topic, bit of a slideshow. They'll be different every single time. Uh, and they will be um well the first dibs are tickets, because you are patrons will be to you. So they will be uh Tony Catwall shit show live and they will likely be, hopefully, you know, um hopefully, you know, in the next in the next couple of months. Um and they won't be kind of like the proper big live comedy, live polished comedy show. It'll just be some a bit more informal, but a live version of the podcast. And then they'll be put out as as live live episodes as well. Hopefully all things going going well. So, look, thank you very much. Thank you very much for your questions, your comments. Sorry if I didn't get around to all of them. Thank you very much for the episodes that I'm, uh, I haven't done, which would be uh, most fuckable cats. Also, another great question was at uh, top five things. So that's just my top five things in general. That was an Instagram question. I'll be doing a whole podcast on that coming up as well as an entire, maybe two-parter actually, maybe two-parter. Let's not fucking take the piss. Maybe a two-parter on uh, most fuckable Disney animals. Most fuckable Disney animals. And I cannot believe this is my job. And thank you very much for letting me do it. I love you to bits. I want to kiss you on the lips. Take care. Bye-bye.